Hey there, guys. Thanks for listening to another great episode. Yes, uh, this is what the title of this episode is. And that is the best films in 2022. Now, granted, some of the movies that I have seen, uh, I've seen quite a few often. And even so, there are films that I have yet to see that has made it on this list. So definitely, I am going to be talking about the ones that I may not see comparing to the ones that I have seen. So, starting off, and I kid you not, uh, this biopic of the great one, the man uh, among men, uh, the film is actually called Elvis. And this is actually Austin Butler's best performance that he's done to date, uh, that I'm even surprised of how accurate that he made his voices. I mean, like... You can hear him differently at certain points of his career, but when you see this film, he literally emulates Elvis in every single way and every single how. And I'm a bit surprised on how this one uh, came out, but even so, this is actually number 10 on my list, and it is quite remarkable for them to do the storyline. Uh, granted, yeah, it was a little longer than expected, but I think somewhere in some way they uh, hunted down of how Elvis was really acting uh, during that time. So number 10, and I kid you not, this is actually is something on my list that I am willing to see but haven't put it together. And it might be entering the new year, uh, new year uh, films in the next month. So bear with me on this one. So, the film is actually called The Whale. Now, I, I know you're thinking the title is called The Whale. And he, here's the reason why I'm going to be giving some tidbits on this one. Here's like five reasons why. One of which is it deals with a father trying to reconnect with his daughter. Even though he was so neglectful of how she was raised. But at the same time... He's trying to reconnect with her because he may or may not have time to live. All right, that's one. Two, the nurse that's taking care of this guy, she's literally is watching him wither away slowly. And it is literally a mentality uh, torture for her to actually see someone that she cares for uh, fading away slowly as he is uh, deteriorating right in front of her. Thirdly, uh, this film has so many stars uh, in this one, especially the number one star that I'm going to re- recommend saying is Brandon Fraser. And for him to be in this film to give his wonderful and greatest performance, I am at an applause and shock on that one, as well as having uh, Shady Sink, who is from Stranger Things, as um, as the... As the redhead. Some of you guys know that. But even so. uh, I will put a Stranger Things series. uh, Episode together next year. Because we're almost towards the end of that one. Uh, I mentioned only three so far. Uh, Here's the other two. Uh, The storyline. Is basically. Thought up by uh, many other things. That deals with a father and daughter. And how a father is. Like running out of time. And lastly. This film was in the uh film festival circuit and got high praises for 
So this one is literally on my list to watch, and I'm going to watch it regardless of if it's not on my list or not. So I'm definitely going to watch it re- religiously, if I have to say. Number eight, and this is actually no surprise because this was definitely a best film on that list. Number eight is Avatar, The Way of Water. Now, here's here's two things out of this one. Of course, yes, this is the long-awaited sequel from the first one, Avatar, from James Cameron back in 2009, 2012 kind of way, you know? But even so, this was very accurately and performed nicely, by the way, of how we're seeing uh, Jake Scully uh, evolve as a man of wondrous eyes to a father figure who's watching not only his tribe, but his kids uh, growing up on a world that's still being plagued by other people that still want to, you know, take over or ravage. It's literally indigenous, uh, <laughs> indigenous uh, environment uh, on a foreign planet. And James Cameron literally aimed uh, for us viewers to just like literally see this in uh, another fair, a pair of fresh eyes that if something's taken away from another land of people, this is like the one thing that we're like viewing in the world like we shouldn't be doing this to other people you know uh ironically speak of uh indigenous uh number oh wow number uh i think seven wait a minute hold on yeah number seven sorry (laughs) i gotta keep myself on that one number seven was prey now, granted, this one is literally an action film that deals with, ironically, the Predator series. Now, this one is actually is more accurate on the indigenous people because this is what happens when uh, foreign, literally foreign, uh, embodiment is starting to invade and take over and having another invading uh, species coming in to like take over uh and kind of like uh unaliving people that is something that i'm i'm incredibly enthralled but at the same time uh the cherokee or the native people uh indigenous people in this film was very in it was very accurate uh on how the determination of the storyline uh for that film was really aimed for so definitely uh this was in my best films in in the year uh ironically thinking thinking about that uh here's number six on that list and it's the northman now granted this one did inspire you know macbeth but at the same time this is like literally aimed for us seeing this film as it truly is it's basically a, a rebirth uh Macbeth, but in its native actual storyline to where we literally see uh, Skarsgård being like a muscle-bound Viking taking care of, you know, taking care of business after his uh, father has been dethroned by his brother. It it is basically Lion King on steroids, so to speak. And I'm kind of happy that it made number six on my list. This one film is actually a, a Tulugu 
Tulugu uh, film uh, that has a lot of like Raj era uh, British uh, cult colonialism into this. And the film's called R R R. Wait a minute. R R R. Three R's. Uh, which represents the rise, the roar, and the revolt. And this particular film literally had uh, a lot of uh, international talks about how it was like aimed to be an action, uh, aimed to be Bollywood, aimed to be many things. But as, at the same time, this storyline literally has just like gone uh, beyond on how people expect it to be different. I, for one, just assumed that it was another Bollywood film that, you know, has a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of action into it. But, progressively seeing the reviews and all that, this one literally top, take the top cake on how progressive and how the story was moving. Literally, anything that came from the country is still good. It's still amazing. It's just this one here has more talks than any other film. It's it's beyond me uh, and wondering why. But even so, I can't not discuss how this one made it to the top list because it literally blew some of our some of us reviewers' mind how great this film was. Uh, switching to uh, someone back. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, this one literally made it, and I, I will not stop saying about it. But we have uh, Top Gun Maverick. Now, I did make an episode about it, how awesome this was, as well as how the previous one was also. But I think I need to dive more on why this one isn't part of the best films on this one. Because not only you got Tom Cruise coming back to being literally Maverick once more. And of course we have Val Kimmer who is a recovering uh, cancer, uh, cancer throat, uh, throat cancer survivor. We have him revising his role as Iceman. And that is like huge in my book that if you got someone who has suffered a voice impediment or a voice problem in his throat and able to have him speak his lines in the film. Um, yeah, that gets me to like clap uncontrollably and just like give an honor, honorable salute because uh, for someone who has uh, have seen uh, the audience and able to talk their speech uh, that does deserve to be in a collection of sorts to just be like huge you know <laughs> um, let's see here oh uh, yeah so that reach wow I think that was four. Uh, then we're at uh, the final, final, final three. I think. I think. <laughs> uh, hold on. So I talked about Elvis. That's one. R R R. Frey. Uh, Nordsman. Whale. Oh yeah, number four. Uh, which. This is definitely part of it. Uh, you'll never, you'll never see this uh, not being part of anything. But at the same time, I've seen this film quite a few times, and this is 
the latest for Jordan Peele, and the film's called Nope. Now, it does star with many other people, and I think I have did an episode for it, but how genius this, this film was, uh, it literally got you to, you know, draw back of how the creature that you do not want to see <laughs> uh, being um, uh, terrestrial, if you will, extraterrestrial, and just like go ahead and, you know, top notch getting to you left and right. So I, for one, am just like a bit surprised how this is like incredibly like weird for any any one of us to actually see a creature that would be like taking you alive in space. Alright. Uh, yeah, uh, we're actually at the final three, I think. Uh, but I know one of them actually didn't reach... Uh, best to talk about but at, at the same time I really had talked about this one a lot actually these last three I actually did talk about other than nope uh, so we have uh, oh uh, I think nope was the third one actually uh, okay, so the final two, and this is actually huge. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Now, this one literally takes the cake because I did mention in, in the episode that this was uh, quite a few things coming back. Uh, we have Ki Hua Huen coming back as an actor, as a talent uh, on the silver screen, and his portrayal and roles were amazing he was literally uh, a short round in the Annie series but at the same time his talent of how him taking a break from acting because how the tea was being seen on film you know I, I feel like there was like a determination of how he should be like pushed more as an actor back then but as well as him taking a break it's understandable you know because you know being a child and acting it's rough it's hard i will have to admit that so it's something that i i am glad that he took a break on as well as seeing other characters that's like there especially james hung who plays the grandfather in that one actually determined on how he portrays the film as well as michelle yao uh, who is our lead, uh, just understanding that she has this ability inside her to able to warp reality, so to speak. Personally, I think it is what it is, you know, a fantastic film that tells in multiple stories and multiple layers that it just blows your mind on how uh, one thing turns into another that would be in a different sense. Alright? And finally, and... You know, I don't have to say it. I don't have to say how gracious this film is. How amazing that they uh, changed the storyline to suit how the MCU will turn out to be later on. But at the same time, I cannot stress this film enough how powerful and enriched that this would bring in future generations. Uh, especially, uh, I think it's Coog uh, Ryan Coogler or or the uh, gentleman who did this one as well as the last one did a phenomenal always does a phenomenal job when it comes down to this section or this storytelling of how this film is and that film I will say proudly 
that it's Wakanda Forever Black Panther 2. And this one, on the wake of how we lost uh, a wonderful, talented man, uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, the story never dislodged itself from the continuity of both family, honor, and how one deals with the responsibility inside of a nation, as well as the consequences of certain things that may or may not happen along the way that needed to happen in order for things to go forward to. I mean, granted, when you have two opposing sides, just like find out that they have a common thing in in common and trying to solve one problem over another problem, but as well as causing a internal war, if you will, a civil war between the Atlanteans, which is basically Namor's people, and the Wakandans, which is Wakanda, because how they are battling because of uh, Vibranium being searched and found outside of Wakanda. That is something that needs to be addressed to Wakanda because they are a proud nation to not only withheld its borders, but at the same time protecting whatever is in their borders uh, for them to, to, you know, to basically just protect something that is a huge secret that a lot of people should not have found, you know? And not to mention to add more characters to the MCU that we will now futurely uh, see a future Avengers, uh, a young Avengers uh, team or a team up of sorts uh, happening in the MCU in the upcoming years. Because now we just introduce ourselves with Ironheart uh, in this film and she is literally like the living embodiment of Tony Stark. But minus being rich and minus having a lot of tech. She's literally like this person who has the level genius of Tony. But not really, you know, Tony Stark. Because she understands how to, like, put things together literally from a box of scrap. <laughs> and then given uh, his, uh, given Shiri, the sister of Chachala. This one was literally something uh, for uh, Letitia to, just to go through on having to be like, I am, I am the sister of Black Panther. I will be the Black Panther. And so she finds herself in this like hero's journey, so to speak. How uh, she wants to not only honor her brother, but also protect her people in this whole ordeal and everything. Uh, <laughs> And for uh, Winston Duke, Mbaku, of all things, uh, him obtaining the throne of Wakanda, he he knew that he was going to be placing himself on the pedestal as ruler of Wakanda, but at the same time, he knows that he can't really, like, you know, can't really do the ruling without having someone helping him out. Or protecting Wakanda and certain things. And that's what the role is happening in this movie. That we're now seeing uh, Sherry uh, not really denouncing herself as princess. But kind of denouncing her ruling to be a Wakanda ruler for this one. But leaving M'Baku to like handle the situation that's going around. 
not only with the tribes of Wakanda, but also helping uh, his uh, his fellow uh, Wakandians as well as his own people. And for us to actually see the end, which if anyone did not see, okay, uh, this this should be on uh, Disney Plus next month or next year. Uh, and also, if it's not already now, uh, spoilers, spoilers, uh, having to see at the very end uh, of that one to literally basically tell us that we will still have a continuance of Chuchala, who's literally is named after his father, which is King Chuchala. It's like a monumental, like, Praise that yes we will see a version of Black Panther but we won't see one anytime soon we'll see one in the future when he grows up which if anyone knows of uh, Quantumania so we're gonna probably chime jump that stuff so it was something totally different on that one so yeah these are actually the top 10 best films that I've seen talked and all that so I'm definitely kind of proud that these films actually made uh, more impact, huge impact, uh, not only for us viewers to see this, but also at the same time, like enrich our lives that, you know, good storyline is, is there. It's just not hard to obtain if, if I have to say, say it like that. But at the same time, I mean, it literally takes uh, a lot of wonderful people to put in these storylines together and just able to you know propel the the somewhat range or whatever they're doing especially when it comes down to universes uh that you've built you know the story around it literally has to evolve from you know a small town into something global uh so that's something that we're not only looking forward for the mcu that we're now seeing not only internal threats but also exterior threats as we're propelling ourselves into like secret invasions another what if another uh another movie that deals with you know aliens in a way in the mcu as well as internal threats which is quantum mania we're going to see in, in ant-man and wasp for that one and another young Avenger uh, being added to the cast. So thanks for whatever happening for that storyline. Uh, but we will also like look forward to seeing a lot of changes happening in the MCU in 2022 and 2023, as well as what we've seen in the past that this is what propels us to do and whatnot. Uh, uh, I'm actually kind of happy to see whatever films that we got for, uh, 2023 happening. I know that there's some episodes that I'm going to carry on from this year into the new year. Uh, especially the one that I just mentioned, uh, in this episode that I will do a full story breakdown, spoiler, uh, review on that particular film. I'm not telling you which one. You probably heard it by now. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to bring that into the new year, uh, starting us off uh, with the first episode. Not only that, uh, also actually give these uh, episodes literally a season number uh, and episode to these things when we're listening to these. So you, we could 
could stop doing the whole uh, season zero because we're entering a new uh, new year into a new thing here. So hopefully uh, this will still continue on uh, for the series of episodes I'm going to do. But I graciously glad that you guys are listening and I appreciate every single one who has listened to not only the current updates of these episodes, but also the past broadcast uh, for me to put these out there. So I greatly thank you in the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you for helping me carry this through for the next year. And hopefully uh, in the next year, we'll probably see these things in video form uh, sometime later. I don't know when, but uh, I am definitely plotting these out as, as I go along with every episode that we're going through. So graciously thank you from the bottom of my heart that you guys are listening to these episodes and as much as i love to put them out there there will be gaps uh that will happen so hey as far as i know i am a man of consistency i'm gonna do what i can on putting there on near a daily to uh every weekly so hopefully you guys are still gonna be around when i put these out so as always, at any, any end of the episodes, I always wish you guys best of luck, um, be well for each other, and see ya. But end to it, uh, wishing you guys a phenomenal next new year, uh, if you haven't heard anything. Uh, f- amazing, gracious health for the new year. Uh, and as always, until you hear from me or whenever I come up, see ya. There's many things changing to these uh, episodes. So, yeah, I'm currently able to be listened to and get this. Uh, I've been able to be listened to Amazon Music now, as well as Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google's Play, uh, Google Podcasts with uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, a little bit of Spotify, and uh, I actually recently started doing uh you know twitch channels uh so yeah if you could find me through uh lone tech x you'd be able to see some of my gameplay right there as well but at the same time listen to some of my podcasts uh, outside while i'm still delivering some news yes i'm still trying to do other things other than just this but just for the time being you can listen to not only this episode well all the other past episodes i've done before i've done twitch so uh, once again, you can guys find me at, and this is actually the uh, head, uh, the head page for this, which is Anchor.fm/EdCast20. That is Anchor.fm forward slash E-D-C-A-T. CST. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, it's literally uh, EdCast20, which is uh, E-D-C-A-S-T-2-0, which you guys can hear, hear me from there. You can look at there, and you can leave me a message, as well as find the uh, website that's connected at all. So, yeah, here you go. Take care.